This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Tongue Tied. I love how you said that. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, Tongue Tied is cool. They sent us two bottles. It is for cottonmouth relief. And we were going to wait until we got on air to try it for the first time. So we just smoked a big fat J. And now <laughs> it's time to get my tongue wet. Oh, let's check it out. So whenever cottonmouth hits, it says just squeeze a dropper full onto your tongue. All right, I'll give it a let's shot. Let's check it out. And then it says, I'll let it swirl and inhale a breeze. Oh, really? Here we go. Okay. And... Mm. Let's hear it. Whoa. Okay, this is delicious. Let me try. Oh, I don't... Okay, yeah. No preconceived notions. We'll mm-hmm. talk in a second. Oh, zing zang zowie. <laughs> right? Mm. That's really good. Wow. Ooh, my tongue is working again. I enjoy the mouth-watering uh, effects that it has. Yeah, my like my my um, mouth all of a sudden feels like it just got splashed. Yeah, I always picture saliva on both sides filling in the tide pool again. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. it happens so quickly with this stuff. Yeah, the I love tide it. came in. The tide came in. <laughs> Yo, you're welcome, tongue tide. That is a nice piece of coffee. It tastes kind of like a burst of Sprite. It's got that lovely, like bright, sunny citrus flavor, and it's a little sweet, but not overly so. Look at you going back for oh, seconds. Oh, more. Yeah. Yeah. I have had some of the worst cottonmouth ever in the most inopportune times. And had I had something like this, would have been a better French kisser. Oh. Have, this is probably why cats don't kiss. Because oh. their tongues are sandpaper all the time. They're not going to be into smooching. <laughs> have you tried to kiss a cat? I've tried to kiss someone and they were like, your tongue is like a cat's. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember we had gotten really, really high and then went to see a movie and we just started making out because that's the whole point of going to a movie sometimes. Sure. But my mouth was so full of dry tumbleweed dirt Mm -hmm. that it was just like two pieces of sandpaper rubbing against each other. Oh, that's not a great feeling. (laughs) (laughs) If you had had tongue-tied, you would have been saved. Yeah. You would have had a better make-out session. If you want a French kiss, give a little splash of tongue-tied to your mouth. Hmm, I like that. Well, uh, if during your journey to great heights, it says, if you experience a uh, dryness of the tongue that won't be quenched, just have a little tongue-tied. You're going back for thirds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really like it. Thank you, tongue-tied. It works great. Are you going to leave me hanging without a dry cotton-mouth story when I'm talking about my French kiss face? (laughs) And you're just going to let that sit there for me? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. If you want to find Tongue Tied, you can go on their Instagram. It is at Tongue Tied Tentacle on Instagram or tonguetied.com. Well, give them a follow. Tongue Tied for cotton mouth relief. This is great. Thank you, Tongue Tied. Thank you. Everybody should fuck with you. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Happy summer. Happy Canada Day. Happy July 4th. It's a big week. It's summertime. Yeah. The summer is the best. It is. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? You're putting your hands together like an evil villain. You're tapping all your fingertips together. Like a raccoon. Have you ever seen that raccoon meme? Yeah. (laughs) Where he's like, soon. (laughs) (laughs) What? Don't do that across from me. Do I look like a villain? Well, your fingers do, but your smile says different, so I don't know what to believe. Like, you're the kind of person who would say something like, so great to see you, Uh with a smile, but the finger tap says, oh dear. Oh, you don't know what to trust. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Am I freaking you out? (laughs) 
Okay, I'll stop <laughs> that's it. That's so funny. Hi. Yeah, I, that's a very fun character. <laughs> the character who everything they say, they tap their fingertips together. Through a big smile. Yeah. And it's just fucking terrifying. <laughs> you know, I'm so excited to see the uh, Midsummer because everyone in that movie looks like they're just all smiling and angelic. And I know it's going to be so scary. It is. We're going with the Tender Friends. Yes. Wait, we have to say hi. Oh, welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about weed. And grub. And food. And sex. And pop culture. And uh, ice cream. Villainous fingers. <laughs> a watermelon in summertime. Picnic chicken. Picnic chicken. Well, okay, we have some stuff to get into. We got a lot to get into. Yeah. Real quick on uh, real quick on Midsummer. Yeah. Uh, super scary horror movie, All in the Sunlight. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Can't so, wait. Yeah, we saw Hereditary in the theater. Well, I saw it three times. Did you see it three times? I did. Yeah. And <laughs> it was beyond terrifying and uh yeah so midsummer is the follow-up from ari aster director uh, ari ari aster i guess and he shot it all in um bright sunlight i keep watching this clip over and over and over again where there's this like really angelic blonde scandinavian woman going so you can't move and you can't speak and she's like looking into someone's eyes and you just know whoever that person is is about to have terrible things happen and it's so fucking spooky that is terrible one of my biggest fears I hate heights yeah and I also hate claustrophobia like being trapped somewhere Ooh, yeah. is really really the idea of being buried alive or trapped in your own body Ugh. is uh is hell yeah just being restrained in any fucking way restrained Ugh. yeah I used to have a girlfriend who would love to like lay on top of me and like hold me down and then we what she wanted to do was like wrestle and have a really good time yeah but that moment where she would hold me down uh-huh really got to me and there were a couple times where I was like oh I am so sorry I almost threw you against the wall but it was this like knee-jerk reaction where my me feeling uh what's the word when you're trapped just trapped trapped <laughs> yeah is that the word for like, being trapped yeah trapped? <laughs> thanks <laughs> just like weighted down or oh, yeah God, restrained. I can't yeah yeah Mm-mm. no 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 yeah yeah, I gotta break my wings free. So yeah, I can't wait to see Midsummer with you and the Tender Friends. And oh. I think we're gonna drop that episode on their podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Little, little Tender Friends cross pod. We uh, have to figure out what our weed game is for that because I definitely, I think I would normally like eat an edible, but I don't want to feel restrained in my body in any way. Fuck that. I don't have that body lock, so I might microdose a little. Ooh, like. Just weed? a little bit. Oh, no, no, no. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be high as fuck. Yeah. But maybe a little bit of mushroom underneath it all. Oh, I don't think I can. With that bright sunlight being even brighter? I don't think I can. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just going to have to smoke a joint before, like a nice hybrid. Yeah, something mellow, something, and then just go in and just be really prepared to flail my arms and body about. I'm going to be throwing popcorn. I might dab out. Oh, all right. For real. Like, because if I'm super high, uh -huh. then I can just sit there and just let the whole experience wash over me and, yeah. uh, you know, just go like make my body into a beanbag chair. Would you try a CBD rich dab for that? Oh, I've never tried a CBD dab. Yeah, like I'm writing a, a piece right now on CBD and how you can like incorporate it into your stoner lifestyle. Like a lot of people who are like heavy cannabis consumers don't necessarily think about doing like things that are rich in CBD in addition to THC. But um, there are dabs that are available that are like high in CBD that are really great for, you know, all sorts of medicinal purposes, but also maybe for this kind of occasion where you might be anxious because of a terrifying horror movie. <laughs> I would absolutely try a high CBD dab for yeah. this. Would you include me in your article? 
Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, some notes. Wow. Like a sidebar. Wow. Like notes made while watching Mike Glazer uh, at uh, Midsummer. Yeah. On a CBD uh, high. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh. So maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Great. We'll put a pin in it. <laughs> oh, no. That's the kind of thing people say when it's the word no, but they want to make it longer. Yeah, we'll circle back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll loop you in later and we'll do a reach around. Great. Cool. <laughs> Jack off my emotions. Sounds so nice. Just say no. But I would like to try a rich CBD dab. I definitely would like to try one. Um, we have the Puffco, which is like the best way to dab. It's the amazing the smart peak. rig. The Puffco Peak. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was just researching this the other day. I went into a dispensary to ask what they had. And there's one called... <coughs> oh, bless you. <coughs> bless you. What does that mean when you sneeze, when you think of an idea and it's a really good idea? It uh, means uh, it's going to make you money. It's going to... Right? That's yeah. a money sneeze. Did you just have... You had a money sneeze? Yeah, my soul was like... My soul was into it. <laughs> into the CBD dabs? Yeah. I, you, that happens to you, right? When you have a, an idea that makes sense for your life path and you sneeze about it. I always oh. think that's lucky. No, I don't. That's cool, though. That's so fucking lucky. Yeah, good sneeze. My grandma told me that sneezing and spiders, both lucky. Ah, I like a lucky spider, but I didn't... I, whenever I sneeze, I just feel like it's because someone's thinking about me. Whoo, super spooky. What? I just checked my Instagram for when we get to Buds of the Week. Okay. And the first picture that popped up... Aster Farms. Oh. And isn't that the name of the director is Aster? Uh, Ari Aster or Ari. 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 But his last name's Aster, right? Aster. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a full circle conversation. Uh. Very cool. Love it. Okay. okay. Fucking Midsummer. Very scared. Too scared to go. Um, we'll, we'll be talking about it on here afterwards if I survive. Great. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you will hear a solo podcast by Mike. It will be half as good and twice as long. <laughs> Because I was like, I don't know what to do. Where's my podcast partner? (laughs) She died from fright. (laughs) Well, let's get into Word on the Tree. They gave us a shout out this week. Yes. Thank you, Word on the Tree. Thank you, Word on the Tree. So Word on the Tree is their source for everything good in cannabis news. Follow them at Word on the Tree, wordonthetree.com. And they present the Growlit Gazette, which is our news segment. And we have a news story this week about a psychedelics evangelist who wants to turn magic mushrooms into modern medicine. Wait, it doesn't, he's not a psych, he's self-labeling himself a psychedelic evangelist. He's a German financier. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, we were, I was just reading the headline. Right, but I, I love the idea of like, Good correction. It's psychedelic evangelist is something, he, he definitely gave himself he, that title. For sure, he would like to be known as this. So the story is basically, it's from statnews.com, and it's a story about a German financier named Christian Angermeyer. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't his name Billion Dollar Million Dollar? It is. That's what that means in German. (laughs) (laughs) Christian Angermeyer means Million Dollar Billion Dollar. (laughs) So anyway, Christian Angermeyer didn't drink any, like not even a sip of alcohol. And then just five years ago, so for the first three decades of his life, he's totally sober. He's just out there making money. And then five years ago, he evidently boarded a yacht (laughs) with five of his closest friends. And they... Um, went into international waters and he had his first psychedelic trip. And he, his, the quote is, he says, it was the single most meaningful thing I've ever done or experienced in my life. Then being, it says, being a consummate, consummate entrepreneur, he identified a business opportunity. He would commercialize psychedelics. Oh, good for him. <laughs> so that's what this guy is up to. Fuck and, this motherfucker. Well, you know, it is fuck this motherfucker because, uh, you know, on, on one hand, you have to be appreciative of anyone who is like a mainstream, you know, financier, all that 
kind of stuff to, who will bring attention, much needed mainstream attention to the fact that these are healing substances and that they shouldn't be uh, criminalized or made you know impossible to get as therapy for people who need them. But and what? I don't want to punch down on anyone who's had an incredible trip. Right. Because I've had them. I think they're very important. If you want that kind of opportunity and it comes to you, I don't want to talk shit about his, uh, uh, what's the what's the word? His expansion of his mind, his Thank meaningful you. experience, whatever that is. Absolutely like, not going to talk shit about that. But the first thing that you should do when that happens isn't then be like, how can I make money off of this? Yeah. Oh, that's the raccoon meme. Yeah, the, yeah that's, soon. <laughs> that's when the fingertips tap together. Yeah, because, you know, if you, if you do truly have your mind open to the possibilities of this, the thing that... The next step isn't to say, how can I commercialize this opportunity? The next thing is to say, you know, how can I bring this medicine safely to everyone? How can I make sure that this isn't a substance that people are going to prison for? So fuck you, Christian Ongermeyer. I would add to that a double fuck you. I, I would almost blame his parents in a fucking way, too. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of dude who was born to a certain lifestyle, I'm going to assume. And that lifestyle is no just like so deeply imprinted into his brain that as soon as he enjoys anything, his next thought is cash. Yeah. That's fucking sad as fuck. It I almost, is. as angry as I am, I'm coming around to the idea of just like almost feeling bad for him a little bit. No, don't feel bad for him. He has a net worth of $400 million. <laughs> fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Through various enterprises. We don't feel bad for him. No. He uh, is one of the driving forces behind the movement to turn magic mushrooms into approved medications. And he will Great. probably make fucking billions off of it. But, you know, just like John Boehner being on the board of a cannabis company and changing his mind uh, oh so fucking conveniently as soon as he can make a profit off of legal cannabis, this fucking guy, you know, like, unless you're, you're really actively agitating to make it a legal and accessible substance for anyone who wants to have it, medicinally or you know even recreationally like decriminalize that shit he is um in my books not not the greatest like he's you know and this is obviously we're, it's a hot take on a on one article that we're reading about it but it's just an interesting time in the world to know that like someone like christian Ungermeyer dropped acid and now you know the culture especially with silicon valley and all that sort of thing is like oh let's make money off this thing that's you know opening up you know consciousness and honestly i could just say from from my vantage point one of the most frustrating things about it is someone coming to cannabis or psychedelics from corporate culture and acting like they just fucking discovered it yo when i was working at high times they had handed off the sort of reins to some people who were trying to move high times in a more mainstream direction and there was this one guy who was like totally corporate and he smoked weed for the first time and i was with him and he he had this whole fucking you know amazing moment where he was like i get it i get it now I get it now. And then he had that like zeal of the newly converted for like the rest of the week. He was like, guys, I've got to tell you about. It was so amazing. We were all like, yeah, buddy, we all know. And this magazine has existed for 40 plus years and has been dedicated to the counterculture because everyone knows if you smoke weed you have that experience and then you know so it's just that it's that really frustrating moment of like yeah it's great you welcome to the conversation like yes there's a seat for you at this table it's never too late it's never fucking too late but you are not at the head of the table you have a seat at the table and there are other people who have been at the table for much longer and there are several courses into the meal eat your appetizer shut up and listen Boom. You know? Boom. Like, there's a seat for you at the table. We're not saying you're not welcome at the table, but, like... Word of word, <laughs> word on the tree just became fucking... What is that? High horse from the top branch. 
<laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. You know, it's yes. just like I really do want people who are, especially people who are coming from corporate mainstream America into the cannabis culture, which is now, yes, arguably mainstream and not countercultural anymore. But that said, I do want people coming from corporate mainstream America into this world to have a moment where they sit on the fucking, sit in the dugout for a minute and watch the game. Yes, you're welcome here. Yes, there's a place for everyone. Yes, we all need to work together to get this fucking into the hands of the people who need it. And yes, even make a profit off it legally for people who are, you know, going about it the right way. But um, it's, you know, it's a huge conversation and there are a lot of people rolling up with a lot to say and they haven't listened at all. So including, you know, I want to listen. I want to hear from fucking people. But you are a leader. And the things that you're saying to me right now and the way you're saying them to me is exactly why I love doing this fucking podcast with you. Because to hear you speak from a place deep in your heart because you've been in the game so long and you care so deeply about it and you're using your voice in a way that you believe in, Fuck, Mary Jane. I dig doing this with you for the exact reasons you're talking about. Because I look to you as somebody who is one of those voices for the future. Thank you. I, I, I am impassioned about it because I have been around it for a long time. And I haven't felt like um, I've needed to assert myself in a lot of ways. I've, I've been really happy to sort of chronicle it as a writer. But now, especially like talking to you and with this and some of the people that we're, you know, uh, seeing come, come into this world. Like, it's really important to hold everyone accountable and say, like, you know, this is a time to level the playing field to bake certain principles in at the outset as we begin this whole thing like you know equity and gender parity and you know safe and fair access for all and all that kind of stuff those are things that we need to be really careful to address and especially like you know when these venture capitalists are coming in they're like yo you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna commercialize magic mushrooms slow your roll like let's have a conversation about it and figure out how to do that and if you are commercializing it then how can everyone be on board to make that happen in a way where everyone gets a piece of that fucking pie. Fuck yes. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I like building the machine. I just want to build it the right way. Yeah. Awesome. This is nice. Yeah, this Ooh, is good. fucking coming out <laughs> hot. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> Fingertips. It's picnic season. It is. Fuck yes, I'm so excited. Yeah, picnic chicken. Okay. What's in your basket for picnic season? So I got... Oh, ooh, I, oh what? Um, can we do... Can we call this segment oh uh like way in? Oh. Especially because I'm trying to work on my summer bod. I am too. And all I want to do is eat food and smoke weed and do summertime activities. Yes. So can we call this section way in and ask people who are listening to weigh in? Don't send us how much you weigh. I mean like share And don't ask how much I weigh. <laughs> don't ask you will not get the answer you are not welcome to it i don't want to share <laughs> i'm comfortable let's just say i'm comfortable you like that skin yeah you know i mean i'm uncomfortable but i'm comfortable in the sense that like you know you could leave me on a desert island for a few days and i'd be just fine <laughs> <laughs> uh, i would just i would just offer that anybody who wants to jump in and follow us at weed and grub on instagram and send us what your thoughts are on all the food that we're about to talk about. Oh my god! Please let us know. What's your fucking picnic game? You know? Like, yeah. I, I want to hear all about it. I want. Can I go with mine first because I'm so excited about it? Because you're I have plans. shifting in your chair like, <laughs> like a, like a. I don't. Uh, what? Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like a shifty picnic weirdo. I well listen. I got a picnic basket for my birthday this year. So my sister Caroline gave me. Uh, Yeti, which is, if you don't know about Yeti coolers, they're like the fucking Maybach of the cooler world. They are 
like it's such a flex yeah it's such a, like the fact that i have a yeti i can't afford a yeti you know it's yeah. like i don't drive a tesla i shouldn't have a yeti but it's <laughs> it's amazing and i have to pack it for a picnic this week because we are going to go see uh, mad max fury road at the hollywood forever cemetery with fireworks so la is tight it's fucking tight i'm so stoked and i'm so yeah i've been planning my like edibles game and how many psychedelics i'm gonna take at what time and all that kind of stuff but the most important part is the uh picnic situation which basically just involves buttermilk fried chicken homemade homemade buttermilk fried chicken served cold and then some cold lychees that's a super surprising fruit Mm -hmm. oh i'm so like it's a big thick grape yep with a pit inside? Yeah. Yeah, it's like everybody's favorite sweet olive. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah, yeah. totally. And uh, potato salad. Yellow or white? Um, I don't know the difference. Like mustard or mayonnaise based? Oh, mustard. Yeah. yeah kind gotta of mustardy. Be. Like a Dijon, a little gray poop in there. Fuck off. Yeah. And some capers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, I need one more sort of like thing to add. Like the lychees are dessert. Buttermilk, fried chicken, and potato salad, and then, I don't know. I feel like you need something herby in there. Oh. You know, something acidic. Okay. And herby, mm-hmm. almost like a, what's the, the? it's like a, a tabbouleh, almost. Oh. Some kind of situation that's like bright and herbaceous so that it cuts through the yeah. richness of the chicken, the richness of the potato salad, and the sweetness of the lychee. You need that herby pop. Oh. Oh, you just made me think of that steak with chimichurri that we had last year. Fuck. Oh, you need some appetizer steak? That's <laughs> some appetizer steak. You know, what this, you know what we need for, as a starter? <laughs> some filet mignon with chimichurri drizzled on top to swipe through. Just to start. Just, just, just a little light. Chimmy, chimmy steak bites. <laughs> no, you made me realize. I think what I want is um, Toby's blue cheese dressing with some celery and carrots. Such a great Simple. start. Yep. You know, goes great with the buttermilk fried chicken afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do love a dip where any remnants on your plate pick up the slack for your chicken bits. Oh, yeah. And then the the plate is definitely licked clean. Yep. Ooh, that's a nice little picnic basket. That's it. So Toby's blue cheese with the crudite, buttermilk fried chicken, potato salad, cold lychees for dessert, bunch of bunch of weed, mm, maybe some fizzy some fizzy uh, bubbly water. That sounds great. A little, little psychedelic uh, psychedelia, maybe. Great night at Mad Max. Mm-hmm. That's such a good basket. Yeah, thank okay. you. Okay. My basket. Watermelon with feta and mint. Just a little light, fresh salad. Sweet, minty, salty from the feta. A little bit of crunchy sea salt on top. Those big, thick flakes that you Ooh. can see in the summer sun. Mm-hmm. Love that shit. Uh, and then I usually take the water, melon water uh-huh. that drains off and get a little fucked up and add some vodka to it. Ooh. I love, you know, a big, thick ice cube. With watermelon juice and some vodka. That, to me, is a really nice summertime sip. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, you could drop a little tincture in there. How would you do that? You know, like, just doctor it up with, like, if you had a little vessel, of vial of tincture with you, you could just, like, pour some watermelon juice and drop a little tincture in there and drink that. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's such a good idea. So that you can infuse Everclear or anything, vodka, anything, in a magical butter machine, and then take that and mix it with your watermelon juice. Uh Uh-huh. Add a sprig of mint. Yep. Add a big fat ice cube. Yep. Have a sip. Delish. Great fucking idea. Yeah. Uh, Done and done. Make some tincture. So that'll be my salad in my picnic basket. You... 
Oh, God, what do I bring? 7-Eleven sushi? What's my protein going to oh. be? No, I'm not doing that. But I'm, I really, the protein is so important in the summer because I like it to be, you know what I would do? What? Holy shit. Uh-oh. I've never done this, but I think it could be really fun. You bring a, you bring six or seven small Tupperwares okay. and make like a fennel coleslaw. Cut the fennel thin on a mandolin. Mm-hmm. Mix in a little bit of mayo and salt and celery salt. I can't even remember everything in it. I think it was like there was like a finely, citrus juice in there of some kind, like lime yeah, or lemon, maybe. Maybe lime. I don't know. I winged it, but mm-hmm. it was really good. Like mm-hmm. make a fennel coleslaw, and then have a bunch of individual tiny Tupperwares and make fish tacos. <gasps> I think a fish taco in the summer is one of my favorite things to eat. Oh my God. Yes, yeah. with a little, cre- like the crema. Yeah, exactly. So you have lime. a little crema Tupperware, you have a lime Tupperware, you have a cilantro Tupperware, so everything stays apart so it doesn't get all mushy. And then you just have a stack of corn tortillas and grill off some white fish before you go and flake it up so it's all already flaky for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make your own fish tacos. It might be a little work and look kind of insane for a picnic basket, <laughs> but I think it'd be worth it to share with friends. I think it would be so fucking good. A little fish taco along with that watermelon and like buttermilk fried chicken along. It was, yeah, that's perfect. That sounds great. Do you remember the video we saw? Uh, we'll share it to our Weed and Grub Twitter of the person who brought clam linguine to the sunset. <laughs> Everybody likes a little park linguine. Oh my God, that was insane. It was fucking crazy because <laughs> it was like right around the corner from where I used to live in Barnstall Art Park, which is like, yeah, this beautiful sunset view. I used to go up there all the time and like people just like lay out blankets and hang out with their dogs and shit. And there was someone captured this girl ladling clam linguine <laughs> into, and then the kicker, she goes back and she was like grating parm, like a fucking lunatic. A, a huge wedge of parm. Oh my God. Like the kind that you would see at an Italian restaurant that makes a scene. And the great thing about it was like, <laughs> that's a move that I, I feel like you would pull. I feel like I would see you actually dish up some park linguine, but she looked so like, humorless about the whole thing like she was so fucking serious like I know that if you were dishing up clam linguine in the park like you would at least acknowledge the absurdity of the fact that you brought a pot of linguine yeah like I wheel out my like (laughs) my fryer like I brought my fryer to the park to make falafel homemade fresh falafel we just have to dunk them in the fryer while we watch the sunset yeah and then pardon me while I bust out my creme brulee torch (laughs) like lightly flambe the bananas foster that I'm also going to prepare picnic blanket side like what the fuck (laughs) I honestly that flex would be pretty amazing I would not be against rolling up to Hollywood forever and pulling something like that off like put like setting up a table and putting out like some elaborate display but you bring a power cord so that you can bring a small oven with you because you've Uh, just got to finish off that roast uh, (laughs) hi guys can we tuck this uh, extension cord under your blanket we've just gotta you know get this uh, to the right temp real quick real quick real quick nobody sure. wants to be watching Mad Max Fury Road with 500 people outside under the stars on July 3rd as I roast a lamb you roast leg a lamp and you're ladling <laughs> you're basting I'm not against it and you're clicking a blowtorch it's not working click 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 and then finally boom and then you're just caramelizing sugar sorry everyone sorry sorry Sorry. Yes, Charlize Theron. Very good. Very talented.
God damn well, it. We'll see how it you all You turn goes on down. your KitchenAid mixer to make that homemade <laughs> whipped cream for your goddamn berries. Oh, no. I do have an excellent whipped cream uh, making thing that I've shown to so many people that I learned on the boat that's fucking awesome. Where you just put your whipped cream in a bottle, like a water bottle, and you just shake the fuck out of it. And it whips it. It's amazing. What a great hack. Yeah. It's so what do you awesome take, like half and half or anything? You just no, put it in it a plastic? No, it has to be heavy cream. Heavy cream. Mm-hmm. Put it in a plastic bottle. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you just squirt it out. Yeah. It's the easiest. So Brilliant. if you're going to a park picnic and you want to whip cream on the spot fresh, it's such a flex. People are always so impressed. They're like, how did you do that? And the other thing about um, boat hack that I learned that I love is if you don't have a lettuce spinner, wash your lettuce and just put it in a plastic shopping bag and pierce the shopping bag with like a fork or a knife a few times and then swing it around your head a bunch. That's such a good hack too. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I've done that on like on beaches and at picnics and people are always like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Very yeah. cool flex. Yep. So if anybody has any picnic tricks. Yeah. Summertime hacks. Summertime ha- picnic. What's in your basket? What's, ooh, weigh in. Weigh in. I like oh, this. We got corny today. Corny? Right? I thought you said horny at first and I was like, yeah, we're talking about picnic chicken. <laughs> Of course I'm fucking horny. What do you think? You think I've never put like crispy skin across a lady's neck and licked it off? Oh my goodness. Good God, yes. Oh of course I have. Jesus, okay. Look, we know how to have fun in the bedroom. <laughs> you out of your mind? Horny and corny. You like, you run a medium rare slice of steak down her cheek. <laughs> yeah. Making direct eye contact and breathing heavy. Yeah. Yeah, the bedroom's fun. That's hot. Yeah, yeah. right? Put macarons in your in your collarbone space and like crunch them up. It's delicious. <laughs> Mary Jane. What's up, Mike? Did you see Magical Butter on Viceland? Uh, with two chains? Yeah, on Most Expensivest. Where they made a Magical Butter machine to present to two chains? It was insane. I can't, yo, congrats, Magical Butter. One, thank you for being our sponsor since the beginning of this podcast. Also, congratulations on how fast you've grown for all the right reasons. It's incredible. Every time I see them on social media, they're doing something great and having a wonderful time and like spreading good vibes and joy everywhere they go. And their machine is a fucking amazing thing to have. Yeah, it's a one-stop shop for anything you want in the edible game. You can make tinctures. You can make chocolates. You can make gummies. You can make butter. You can make oil. You can make lube. Yeah. Come on. Great. Great people doing amazing things in the edibles game, like traveling around the world. We've got a magical butter machine here that we've made so many things with. We just got a bunch of trim and shake, and I'm so excited to make tincture. Oh my gosh. Ooh, and then we can use the magical butter ghee. Yes. Yo. Whole 30 compliant. Two chains co-signed. Yes. It's such a great video, too. If you haven't seen it, go check Magical Butter's video with two chains out because it's so funny. If you want to go on MagicalButter.com, use the coupon code WEEDANDGRUB for 20% off. Also, give them a follow across social media. They are a fun fucking follow. It's sexy food. It's delicious weed. What more could you ask for? Go to MagicalButter.com and use the promo code WEEDANDGRUB for 20% off at checkout. There is something sexy about ice cream when you're eating ice cream with... Uh, somebody you're dating no. and you what or are you gonna say like put it on their body yeah you don't like that no why not because it's sticky well then they ain't licking it right well i just rather eat the fucking ice cream know what i'm saying like eat the ice cream and then fuck that's your game yes <laughs> i'd like to eat the ice cream and then have sex what ice cream Oh, currently Cool House uh, Dirty Mint ice cream. It's fucking everything. Cool House is 
I for me it rivals Ben and Jerry, and that's a fucking cosign that I never thought I'd say. Oh, I think they outpace Ben and Jerry to be honest. Wow. I know. Whoa. I know. Well, they're they're a smaller operation, so they can do slightly more interesting things, I think, because they're not trying to appeal to such a broad base. Like the dirty mint is kind of weird. And they have a balsamic fig and mascarpone ice cream that I had for the first time last night, and I was like, hmm, I see what they're doing. I'm not into it, but is it because you like a sweet treat and this is more... That sounds like a pre-dinner bite almost more than a satisfying dessert. Yeah, it totally could have been a like an amuse-bouche um, that would have gotten me hungry for the rest of the meal. I have a friend, Rez, who does dessert first, no matter what. Every time he sits down to order a meal, he orders dessert first. It's awesome. And I actually thought of him. I was like, oh yeah, this would be like a first course for him. I wonder if that would be a really good diet mm. where you could like call dessert first because you're so satisfied from dessert that you actually eat less dinner. Maybe. And your caloric, your caloric intake is smaller, but you're way more satisfied. I d- yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm talking out of my ass. I just like the idea of something being called dessert first. It sounds like a great fad. It does sound like a great fad. Mm-hmm. Oh, to eat a big piece of chocolate cake and then be like, and the salad. What are you doing? Oh, I'm California sober and dessert first. <laughs> 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 Two of the things going around right now. So it's not, that one wasn't your favorite ice cream, but Dirty Mint is. Is that your yes. overall top ice cream all time? What's your number one? Ooh, Dirty Mint is like like right up there it's top three of all time for sure for sure i don't even know i guess my all-time favorite is half-baked gotta say you know the ben and jerry's is that cookie dough and brownie bites mm-hmm. fuck that's good yeah and it was just like a recovery ice cream for me on like after a fucking night of raging until the sun comes up and then the next day you know you like spend the day on your couch can i tell you what i did with cookie dough ben and jerry's three nights ago was it on a person's body no oh it's in my body my body was real happy my goddamn heart high-fived me and was like thanks dude we needed this what did you do i bought corn nuts and i melted up the ben and jerry's real nice and scooped out some of the top into my mouth it wasn't like i put it away and threw it away i scooped off the top so that i could fit the corn nuts in the ben and jerry's carton and then i swirled it all around and ate cookie dough ben and jerry's with corn nut swirl it was great because it was crunchy and salty and sweet and creamy. Fuck me. Were you making little noises of contentment the whole time? Yeah. Actually, I was like, mm. Mm. Uh. Mm. And I had just smoked some lol. Ooh. And so I was really like perfectly high, not over the top high. Yeah. Just, I didn't have munchies, but I had like my, my fucking mouth was excited for something to eat, you know? Yeah. Ah, fuck off, man. That's that so shit is nice. so good. That's so good. So that's my new move right now is corn nuts and a thing of Ben and Jerry's cookie dough. I fucking love that. Can I tell you what I did the other night? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so after we went to Ikea... Hikea, yeah, which was great because we got kind of baked and went to Ikea and had the best time. I mean, I never have a good time at Ikea. Get high before you go. It's a whole different ballgame. It's so fun. Just avoid the kids section. Yeah, You're don't. good to go. That was a nightmare. Great whisks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great tables. Great beds. Uh-huh. It's so funny to see somebody sit down in a chair and you can see them picturing them in their house with uh-huh. that chair and being like, this is the one. Yeah, you can see the little thought bubble above their head with them in their house. That's yeah. so great. And we went to the um, cafeteria right when we got there, like made straight for the food and had uh, the meatballs and the salmon meatballs and some marzipan treat. It was delicious. I had an amazing coffee. Their regular coffee is Americano. I would go to Ikea for dinner. Can we go right now? Yeah. I was so surprised. It was so great. I was like, wow, 
this is good food. Yeah. Yeah. And I bought, um, so we got this new table that we're sitting at right now, which is really fun because it's like a, a new workspace and a couple of chairs and I wanted to paint them. And so it was late at night and I had eaten an edible and I took off all of my clothes except for my uh, painting t-shirt that I was in and my underwear and I painted a table and chairs and then I ate uh, two thirds of a pint of dirty mint ice cream while making small noises of contentment (laughs) all by myself looking at my handiwork with the painted table and chairs and I was just like "Mm, mm," and it was a yeah it was great you're living your best fucking life stoned and happy wow it was good to give yourself that kind of a night Mm -hmm. sounds incredible it felt really good I gotta say. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. For serious. Yeah. Like to give yourself the kind of night where you're in your underwear eating ice cream, painting a table, mm-hmm. listening to something. Oh, podcasts. Listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. What a and popping up. What a great fucking night, Mary Jane. It was Jane. a great fucking night. Where's your dirty mint ice cream carton? Because I know there ain't none left. Oh, yeah, it's all gone. <laughs> is it? It's is in the it, recycling. Should I get it? it? I just want to know on. what's in dirty mint ice cream. Yeah, hang on a second. If we're gonna keep talking about it, let's see what what that flavor is. Okay, and you actually, I don't know, like, you introduced me to Cool House, and you keep saying how cool they are, and I haven't really looked them up yet, so, so I don't know anything it's a, about them. So it's two women in a relationship. They had a food truck, but the truck didn't run, mm-hmm. and so they kept bothering Coachella and kept bothering Coachella, and they were like, "You need to let us." have our ice cream at Coachella. We're popping off, we're blowing up, we're perfect for Coachella. And finally, Coachella said, good, yes, fine, come to Coachella. But their truck doesn't run. So what they did was they realized that you can get free AAA towing for like 100 miles or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So they got their truck like 99 miles to Coachella and then they called towing. They're like, oh my God, we broke down. We can't believe it. And then AAA towed their whole truck into Coachella for free because they bought a $30 AAA membership. And then they got to Coachella and their shit blew up and they made their dream come true. Holy shit. We have to have them on the podcast. We have to have them on the podcast. Okay. Putting it out there right now. All my right. butt of the week? Yeah. Let's do buds of the week. Let's do it. My butt of the week this week is John Razzano, who is at Parma Johnny, P-A-R-M-A-J-O-H-N-N-N-Y. John Razzano, Parma Johnny. Wait, was that three N's you said? Yeah, triple N. Oh, all right. Yeah, if he was playing Scrabble. And Flex, yeah. So good. And he's my butt of the week because he hit us up in the DMs on Weed and Grub's Instagram at weedandgrub.com. And he was like, hey, yo, he's been buying CBD oil and CBD protein bars from this new company called Beam. And I was like, so how are they? And he really loves them. It's by two ex-athletes. And they did a pop-up in Boston where they were giving out free samples, especially as somebody who's looking for non-THC delivery systems. Yeah. And so I just wanted to say thank you to Parmigiani for putting us up on something new with beam also i love that it's two ex-athletes as somebody who's an ex-athlete myself soft spot in my heart and also parmigiani your fucking instagram is amazing look at these food pics yes yes oh parmigiani would teach us how to make a potato salad for that picnic hell yes hell yes sexy so shout out and thank you to john yeah and they, i mean anyone who has info about like new delivery systems for cbd for recovery and training we just interviewed um brit and kendra who have the mendy co with megan rapino holy who's shit. fucking at the u.s women's fucking soccer 
cup and or the world the world women's soccer the cup. soccer cup the soccer cup fucking <laughs> my brain i haven't had enough coffee or weed today do you mind if i jump on it yeah say that again if, so wait, wait. if you haven't heard our Spotlight series with Oza Verde Farms yet, please do. And they are in beta for Mendy. And right now they're at the World Cup watching Megan Rapinoe play because they are going to be hopefully the 2020 Olympic CBD line that helps all of our athletes win gold. Yes. And uh, Megan Rapinoe is on the board of the Mendy Co. And so it's just endorsed by someone who's currently playing at the highest level in the world. It's fucking awesome. Get it. Get it. Make your dreams come true. Yes. Book your fucking life. Have a good time at the fucking World Cup, Britain Kendra. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> who's your butt of the week? My butt of the week is uh, at the top of her game. She is a principal dancer uh, recently just left the Pittsburgh Ballet Theater. She's incredible. Her name is Julia Erickson. She's an amazing artist. Her Instagram is at Sonics Baby Yeah. Uh, Sonics, as it's spelled, Baby Yeah, Y-E-A-H. And she also uh, has some skin in the weed game. I think she's um, as as a like a, a semi-retired because she's still dancing professionally. She's just not the principal dancer with Pittsburgh Ballet anymore. But she also is using um, CBD for recovery and joint pain and all that kind of stuff. And I always love having conversations with her about how she incorporates it into her routine as someone who is the most, you know, athletic and trained, you know, as a dancer, like you use every single joint and part of your body to express yourself. It's oh, your incredible. toe, your toe. Yeah. You can feel your toe bones. Yeah. After a good, good and, like show. Yeah, and especially being on point. I mean, as a as a principal ballerina, it's like it's so fucking punishing. And so, yeah, she's great, and I have a lot of fun every time I see her and hang out with her. So you're making me think to bring it back to the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. that there could be a time when LeBron James is in front of his locker post game interviewing with all the microphones in front of him and he's taking a CBD dab or he's taking some Mendy while he's answering questions to help him with his pain and relief Absolutely. on fucking national television. Absolutely. There are already recovery and uh, all sorts of, you know, CBD products out there and you know some of them incorporate uh, THC as medical cannabis products as well and there are like you know, transdermal patches and uh, joint bombs as well as edibles and smokables. And so, yeah, it's just a really cool thing to watch that come online with more and more athletes who can use it as an alternative to things that are prescribed to them that could be possibly damaging for your body. Fuck yes. Yeah. Opioids. Yep. Even Advil. Yeah. Man, I know I don't know how to help. Maybe this podcast is a good way to, but yeah. It has to be legal for athletes to be able to smoke weed, yeah. take CBD. I mean, at the very God least, we it. need to be able to do research on how it affects TB, you know, traumatic brain injury in the NFL, what the alternatives can be with, you know, cannabis, legal cannabis, and all of all of the attendant cannabinoids that we haven't even done research on. I mean, there's a ton of stuff in cannabis that we don't even know about that is definitely, you know, working on us when we consume it, so... It's an exciting time. And I would love to speak to anyone who uses it as part of their training and or recovery routine. Absolutely. You know, right in. Let us know. Yeah. It'd be so interesting to talk to a bodybuilder yeah. who incorporates CBD into their routine as they're training for a show. I interviewed an ultra marathon runner a few years back and he was, um, his name is Avery. I can't remember his last name. And he's doing ultra marathons, you know, up upwards of 50 miles at a time. And he uses it not when he's competing, but in training and recovery, he uses cannabis. Oh, not just CBD, but... No, actual cannabis. Like, he runs high. He trains high and runs high. 
and then we'll compete, you know, not high, but, um, that's he, fascinating. really open about it. And he's training up in the Rockies and it, he says it just is like an incredible part that unlocks for him things that he wouldn't be able to access without the, without the actual high. This yeah. has been a great episode. I can't yeah. wait to talk to him. Yeah. Fucking cool, Avery Mary Collins. Jane. Avery Collins. Wow. Yeah. Look at you bubbling up. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we got shit to do. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you want to give us a five-star review, leave a review. Fuck with us on Instagram. It's at Grub or WeedonGrub.com. Thank you to everybody who has left those reviews. We read every single one of them and share them, and it just means a lot. It means so much, and we have so many cool things coming up to share. I'm so excited for the next, for everything that's coming. We've got great guests, great fun things that we're going to go do and report back on. Uh, It's just a good time, so thanks for listening, everyone. Happy fucking summer. Happy summer. Bye. Bye.